0: Welcome to the Extraordinary Culture Podcast. Podcast for the culture that is music, movies, sports, food, beer. The Extraordinary Culture.
1: Better late than never.
2: Yep. Creative
1: differences. <laughs> Did you see what I put in the uh, in the outline? I I quoted uh Chango. Shit, man, we're gonna be <laughs> late for work again. It's the fifth time this week, man. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist.
0: I think didn't Kevin post some shit about that a couple weeks ago?
1: Yeah, he posted that on 420.
0: Oh, that's what it. Yeah, yeah. Late, fifth time be late for work this week, man. It's only Tuesday, man. It made me think about Tide Stick. <laughs>
2: what is that shit you know that shit that's tied
0: to a stick <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he finishes. Where, where's that tied stick man <laughs> these days it's a cleaner you can <laughs> <jump>. than... <laughs> I still tell people about Bendeco. <laughs> that's freaking funny
2: <laughs> I still tell people about buying uh, fucking marijuana and it's fucking like yeah I was making fucking stress with fucking stems and seeds still in that shit and then you're lucky if it doesn't smell like gasoline.
1: <laughs> hey Dan, I really like the new uh the new stuff that you've been working with with um our buds at Art of Dedication. Oh what yeah. What brought that what brought that on?
3: <clears throat> so for a while now, um I've been wanting to do an apparel line uh for the crown and stash logo for the company. It's always been something that we've had a uh it's always been on on our mind. it's always been something that we wanted to do. Uh, I'm I I can design some stuff, but I'm very limited on the ability for a lot of the things that I do. So
0: mm-hmm. not because just, our logo has been the same as our last podcast and the crown of stash logo. <laughs> well, what would <do> you mean? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's it's uh, I my idea has always been to get other artists, other people involved to let them kind of just run with what their idea would be, what they think it should be. Uh, I I think it's a great way to collaborate with other graphic designers, other artists, tattoo artists. Um, So it was natural that the first person that I wanted to use was going to be Gabe, especially since he was starting to do business related uh, images and uh, designs, uh, rebrandings, design design, Uh, There's a lot of stuff that he's been doing uh, in relation to working with businesses. It's pretty cool to see him talk about it. Uh, In fact, he had asked me, you know, are we doing a whole rebranding? And I told him, no, Uh, this is strictly just clothing line stuff. Uh, You know, these logos, anything that you do, of course, we'll use and we'll promote it as well. But it's not really a rebranding. I want the logo to stay the way it is. Uh, i like it that's what our original logos has been we'll change things uh that's the great thing about having the clothing line is we could do different things uh we could do different styles uh i'd even like to even get into different uh not just like t-shirts but uh button-up shirts something you know just other random things uh but for right now you know baby steps we just start with what we've got which is t-shirts and the easiest way to go um we're even going to be working on some other things uh pretty soon as well so but for right now the crown stash clothing line is going to be it's going to be coming pretty soon we're we're almost done with the production part so i'm excited uh we've got uh, four designs uh four designs and five garments uh baseball shirts black black t-shirts tank tops um and i've also got a couple hat designs so we're we're pretty excited
0: did you ever do a a polo with the original design
3: not a polo but that is one like i was saying there's there's like other things that i want to do that's that's another thing that i want to do as well i still want to do a polo shirt with with that logo on
0: it well just because it's you know the the whole fred perry thing it Mm -hmm. it should be just you know that that the logo just in a you know, over the left breast or whatever it is, um, and that's it. You know, just yeah. kind of embroidered on there. Not nothing else. Well, that would be kind of cool yeah.
3: Right and there. since since uh, I have uh, my embroiderer now, uh, that's something that I could do. I could take uh, shirts to him and say, "Hey, this is what I want to do. Just put it right here. Uh, can you do it? And it shouldn't be a problem." So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Well, I will rock cool. one of
0: those, and I rock my crown oh, dash t-shirt at work for all the time (laughs) i literally wear i I stopped wearing college shirts along uh since we went back i'm like i'm just gonna wear band shirts and whatever so i do rock the crown of stats shirt at work
3: yeah we've got some really cool uh designs that we've uh that gabe did for us excuse me um he's super excited uh it was every, every the whole process was uh it was cool it was a lot of fun we're gonna do it again so i've got more stuff planned um and I actually have some other graphic designers that I want to do some work with to come up with some other shirts as well. So I've got a bunch of stuff that we're actually going to be coming out with now because uh, we have the ability to do it right now. So this is a, a good time to jump in and do it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. I do I do like that first design that you showed off that both you and SB were, were posting. Mm-hmm. Just a just a clean like a classic logo style.
3: Yeah, it's uh, uh our printer was saying that they came out really good. He really liked the way they turned out. I was like, awesome, cool, can't wait to. I need to, wait to I need them. to get one of those. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. We're uh, and and we've got other things already that uh, in the works that we're working on. I'm I'm excited. Uh, it's gonna be a good year for us.
1: Very cool. Very cool.
0: That's cool, man. I, I dig that. And the the simpler the design, the the like it just goes a lot further when it's a simpler design. I mean, you know, remember the Ed Hardy craze a few years back? That was some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No one needs that. It's too busy.
1: There was some cool designs, but yeah they they definitely were they definitely were busy. I mean, even the Star Wars designs were fun. But that sometimes it's cool to rock a shirt that's busy. Sometimes you need something a little bit more conservative and plain for uh for different occasions so man that shirt that rob showed us yesterday with the lightsabers on it was god awful ugly <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to figure out something to do because he doesn't want to wear a t-shirt of course when they do sixth grade promotions but that, that wasn't the one man <laughs> he also doesn't <laughs> want to dress up you know I'm like, yeah looks like it's about time for a break yeah let's take a break You just heard Ollie Ollie Oxenfree" from Authority Zero's latest EP, "The Back Nine. Uh, honestly, this was a band I wasn't really into, you know, in the in the nineties and the early two thousands when they were rocking it. But this was a really good, uh, really good EP. Definitely worth checking out. And a shout out to my buddy Matthew from the Punk Rock Family uh, Facebook group for for sending this to me to check out.
0: So we'll talk that and some more um, new music later on, man. So we gotta hear on our thing the the Disney tickets and uh you know the internet. God. Well as we as we speak, Disneyland just opened. Disneyland just opened. So people uh, spent three days ago? Uh it opened on Friday. Yeah, actually two, two days ago. Up. So actually Dan went. Do you wanna you know, yeah. how do you wanna go through that? You wanna let me talk about the well you went to you went on a CM preview. But we'll yeah. talk about how did you get how did you get your tickets? How was it different than Anybody else? They just say, "Here's your date" or what?
3: Uh we just like everybody else, we had to make reservations. So we had to pick a day, uh, pick the day, uh, pick your park. Uh, we chose Disneyland because uh, we not? wanted to ride, ride Rise of the Resistance. Uh, you
0: Avengers asked, by the
3: isn't way. open yet, anyways, so it's probably it was probably better just to do that. Although, I mean. It, it, There was a lot of people. It felt like there was a lot of people, but I think a lot of it was just because of the social distancing that they do. Right. Uh, They keep everybody pretty separate. Uh, So, I mean, you didn't really feel like you were on top of everybody. Um, Yeah, it was – it wasn't terrible. I mean, yeah, you got to wear your mask, but uh, for the most part, it wasn't unbearable. It was – the day we went, it was cloudy, and then it was sunny. Cloudy and you, You went on
0: a nice day. Yeah, because it, the rest did, of the it week, didn't get yeah hot warm. until <laughs> It yeah. got progressively
2: hotter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Friday was just awful. It was like, so just um, yeah,
3: so uh, it was it was it was all right. It was cool. Uh, some uh, there was some some stuffs not open yet, but you know, a lot a lot was.
0: So were you guys able to get the reservations like pretty quick or what?
3: She made them at seven oh seven, and the reservations were gone by seven ten.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, because that's only a couple of days that CM's had. So when tickets went on sale, uh, as per Disney, man, you think they would have this figured out, but they just can't deal with the demand. It's ridiculous. So the day that they went on uh sale, dude, people waited like eight, nine hours.
3: Yeah, that's what I heard.
0: Tickets. It, it was ridiculous. And then, so you, you got to, and you, you were a little different. You had to get the res because of the cast member status, but they had to buy tickets and then go back and get a reservation. So people were buying tickets and then not realizing you had to get a reservation to, <laughs> to go into the thing. So obviously the first day to sell out was Friday and then kind of the weekend. And then of course, June 4th, because that's when Avengers campus opens. So, mm-hmm. I mean, ungodful hours, uh, but if you just wanted to go, like you could have waited the next day, and you kind of have your, your pick of the litter. Because uh, like, within a few hours, of course, opening day filled up, Avengers Campus Day filled up, the day after Avengers Campus Day filled up, and then most weekends filled up. But if you wanted to hit – like I probably could go on right now if I wanted to do it, and buy some tickets, and then pick a weekday during the summertime and get it sometime in June, and I could probably go. That's that's kind of what, what happened. But their system was, again, not ready. Not ready for the amount. So I have
2: a friend who got tickets,
0: and he waited all
2: day to get tickets. I think he was on there six to eight hours. I don't know exactly. Dang. And when I found out when he got tickets, it was towards the end of May. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you waited like all day, and it's like (laughs) a month after it opens? I'm like (laughs) – I'm
3: Dude, sorry, that's just, I sorry I did not know what it is But people, people do they do want to go they we will knew go that bad
0: and we knew that's what it was going to be so I didn't I didn't bother like cuz I'm still like and it got announced and honestly the Disney culture is going to record probably sometime this this week um and so I'll cover this more in depth uh, on there but um you know they announced that a new pass is going to be coming before the end of the year like a new membership they call it so that's kind of what I'm waiting on I didn't Yeah feel I just urge saw that to, yeah, I didn't feel the urge to spend 500 bucks for the one day, you know, because I, I talked to a, a cousin of ours um, and she had put a message in a in a Facebook group and I had made a comment towards it. And then she messaged me and was like, are, are you going to go like, let's go like May 4th or something like that. And I was like, you know, work <laughs> for one. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, come on, you can afford to take a day off. I'm like, I can't afford to take a day off. Uh, It's not that's not the issue. Um. The issue is that, like you, you know, are are single, and you and your boyfriend can buy your own ticket. I have to buy at least three for for me and my kids. You know, if it's that tier five, right. I'm looking at spending almost five hundred dollars, and then I'm going to go out and spend all day there. So I didn't see the need to do that. I'd, I'd rather put that money towards the membership or whatever and pay that and deal with whatever their new thing is which has not been announced but then I can go kind of mm-hmm. a little bit more often and rather do that.
2: Hey Dan is course. it also a crunch time for you at work?
0: Oh yeah man I <laughs> it's been ridiculous. Like every day's been something and if it isn't something for work I'm at home here in the garage uh, doing some kind of a scholarship recognition or my daughter's softball game or practice or like it's been ridiculous. But I'm done by Memorial Day. So after that it's it's kind of open. But the yeah, was thing a... go ahead Rick
1: No, I'm going to say, that was the benefit of having the annual passes, though, is being able to go on your time and not having to do an all-day thing. You can go at 8 o'clock at night and go just till closing or something like that. It doesn't make sense to buy, for us, to buy an all-day ticket and spend $200, $150 a ticket for for that time period. But looking at the possibility of, of a membership or whatever, you're gonna end up paying so much and I think they're gonna say, okay, you can reserve so many days. It's almost gonna be more like a like a season ticket holder at a at a baseball stadium.
0: And and I'll take that's- that. I'll take that for now. You know what I mean? I'd rather do something like that than uh, you know, whatever else I got going on twenty times versus I can go once because it's gonna be worth my money. And there's gonna be changes. We've talked okay. about this before. I, I totally think the monthly payment stuff that's gone. It's you pony up big or you stay home. Like that's there's no way, like you know, to do that. And people are saying that, oh, like whatever, but like, you, you people don't have the money for that. They just don't. Start budging that. Can I tell you that my timeline that whole day was Disneyland and Bad Bunny?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> that's what my <laughs> that's whole why, timeline was that it. day. Yeah. Well, Dan and, and Dan and I have talked about Bad Bunny at length on kayfabe because we watched because he did wrestlemania which was really good by the way it might be the most the best celebrity match of all time is what we were saying but um no man it, it might turn than Lawrence Taylor? That, oh yeah <laughs> if you didn't watch wrestle if you didn't watch WrestleMania dude you should catch some highlights from at least that match because uh, uh, it, it was actually pretty good he busted a canadian destroyer dude he busted a canadian destroyer and he pulled it off but then you know i don't know how much you want to talk about this but because uh, we documented it on kayfabe but work with miz and morrison dude what two better guys to to work with to make you look good oh yeah than miz and morrison
3: exactly but so well uh, real quick when we were uh we were just going into the park on for the preview and i turned around because i was waiting for uh chris and the rest of their family and uh, all of a sudden, I look in the next lane over, and this dude's standing there wearing the Bad Bunny WrestleMania shirt. Oh, for I really? was like, "Ah, dude, I, I wanted to go up to him and say I love your shirt," but he was in the middle of ch- checking in, and I didn't want to bother him. I was just like, "Ah, that—that's uh, a—it's that's a cool shirt." <laughs>
0: his stuff—I um, mean, it sold out quick. Like I'm talking about his concerts. So again, my timeline was full of that. So I do know a bunch of people going to go see Bad Bunny in 2022, but it, it dawned on me later, dude, it's all different places because they couldn't get like LA you know, he's playing, uh, I think it's the Staples, man. I know people legit going to go to Canada to see him. People yeah, going no to shit. Vegas to go see him like, you I, know, on I this tour, because we just, talk we'll talk just get like, tickets where you can get them.
2: People saying like, I still got my second stimmy. I'm going to buy four seats for Bad Bunny. I'm like, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> okay. So this is the other thing too. And this made me mad. Because people were talking about, oh, their they are so expensive, dude. Tickets were not expensive. They were not expensive. You're talking about the forum. You're talking about the cheap seat being sixty bucks in the nosebleed, and then you know, okay, maybe two hundred, like on the floor or something. That's what they cost. That's what that's what tickets at freaking they cost. That's what they cost at the forum. If you're yeah. talking about, oh, oh, six hundred dollars a seat. No, that's because you bought it from a reseller. That's what you're doing. So if you're paying that, you know, you're just kind of stupid, like whatever. So if you want to spend your stimmy on that, go ahead. Somebody's That's getting your own downfall. Stimu- somebody's getting stimulated. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys hear about that guy who spent too
2: much money on uh, Disney World vacation and it refused to take his uh, temperature?
3: Was it temperature or not, or not wear a mask? No, I it think his, it, it
0: was his temperature. It was his temperature
2: how hard is to stand there spend, and go beep after spending
3: 15 g's
0: no that's what Just, he said no nobody could verify that so he he went through and you know he didn't dumbass walk through the exit he, you know how have you been to downtown disney uh well you went you we, went to the park so you know like they have everybody goes in and they they do that like mass thermal Scan yeah, thing, yeah. Or, and they can scan your, you know, your forehead too as you kind of walk by. So, and then the other side is the freaking exit, right? Jackal walked through the exit. He didn't go past the thing, and then he got caught with it. And they said, "Sir, we need you to come and do this," and he utterly refused. And, and then threw in that, like, "Well, I spent fifteen thousand dollars, and I'm like, no one gives a shit, bro." Yeah, like a rule—you didn't go through the security check. Like, you got to go through the security check. That bottom line. Yeah, that's that's it. Like, there's nothing to that other than he's trying to act like a jackal. Do they ban him? Did he uh, I, don't know. I don't know. That was so long ago. But yeah, I'm just saying like... dude. But he did get he arrested to... though, right? Yeah, I know he got escorted off property. Right. And usually when that happens, an 86-year ass... So... Wait, so is this at Disneyland or a Disney World? Nah, it's Disney, Disney World, World, bro. It's Florida. Come on. Florida, man. Remember, remember it was... Uh, 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 Adam Carolla used to have Germany or Florida? All the dumbass <laughs> news stories and you try to guess is this Germany or Florida because that's where all the stupid shit happens.
1: Yeah, who doesn't <laughs> have it? Uh, well... Was it KOS still does Florida or anywhere else?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, you're
1: freaking. That's ridiculous. Whatever was that? What, what a waste that? of what a waste of history, me, Yeah.
2: And he, you probably know about this the most, Dan. Uh, the haunted mansion updates.
0: He's talking to you, not me. You,
2: me?
3: You? Oh, so you oh, got, on, got, you got on the haunted mansion, bro. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They changed a few things in there. Um. I missed a couple of them. Uh, we uh, I guessed,
1: stood out the most.
3: Um. Okay, so I I asked Chris. She didn't see it either. But remember the spider hole, the spider uh, spider web in the grand ballroom. Yeah, the crack where, in the glass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not there anymore. No so they replaced it. That was one of the things I noticed um unless i'm incorrect i and i asked chris and she said she didn't see it either did you notice that spider was gone because i always look every time i go it's just something ever since we first talked about it every time i get on that ride i always look and this time i didn't see it there anyways that was and, one and
1: thing. the story is that it couldn't be replaced because they had to take the roof off the joint
3: hey chris they took the roof off so Dang. i was like well i mean but, if 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 it happened, I mean, this would be the time to do it.
1: Exactly. So, they had a year to do it. Um,
3: uh, so oh, coming coming off the elevator, even before that, coming off the elevator, they said that they put a new painting in there. To me, it looked like it, it was one that I've already seen before, but everybody kept saying it's new. Uh, it's right before you get on the Doom buggies.
2: Yeah. Uh, so let me explain that from what I understand. They brought back the May-December one, but the uh-huh. technology is updated.
3: Okay, then that's what it is because I'm like, this is I've seen this chick before. This isn't new. And and uh, there was a guy that was in front of us who's a friend of Chris's, who's another uh, cast member. He said it's it's new. Uh, I kept saying, eh, well, oh, all right, well, whatever. But okay, so it's just new technology then, because that that image looked so familiar.
2: Yeah. Like because they had taken it away when they updated them. Uh, what was that like? Maybe five. Or 15, 15 years ago, when they updated the Hanna Mansion, mm. the gallery.
0: Yeah, something about okay,
2: that. Okay, so th- so they updated them and they took that one away. And from what I understand, since they moved it, and it's a it's it's the same concept but new technology. Gotcha.
0: Okay. I haven't. There's plenty of ride throughs, but I I really don't I don't really ever watch those.
3: Like the whole um, stuff. So right before you get on the doom buggies, uh, you know, you kind of you you round that corner and then. Uh, you, you round another one and then you get on the doom buggy. So right as you're rounding around the first one, there's this big elaborate like wrought iron divider wall. But it's just steel and it looks really cool, but it's really big. Uh, that's that's new. They just put that in. I don't really know what the purpose of that was for other than maybe just to kind of create a wall like it's a divider. But you can see through it, but it looks nice.
0: Hey, would that have anything to do with um do you know when you're when you're in line and uh where the where the tombstones are? Like the one that says mm-hmm. empty tomb and you're above it, but there's a walkway down below and there's a door down there. They've been taking people in down there to cut the line down. Uh, we noticed that. They did that uh
3: when when we were in line and we were kinda looking like, Holy shit, where's that gonna lead to? <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a yeah. backstage thing, but i guess it's themed. So it deemed like one of the hallways in the mansion. I did see some video of that because I know somebody that went to that. And, oh, crazy! Um, uh, I wondered if that because I don't know where that line meets up. Like I don't know yeah, if I it comes imagine. out because you do that part instead of going in the um, in the elevator. stretching in the elevator. Yeah, yeah, because because of the distancing um, protocols. So if you do that, you go down a set of steps instead. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that divider that if it looked like a wall. I don't know if there's something on the other side of that that. Um, yeah. Meet up that, somewhere like that.
3: Hmm. Uh, uh. What else did I notice? Um. Uh. The graveyard. Uh, there's like cats and there's I th- I think dogs. I saw a lot of cats. Uh. Just sitting on the tombstones with the ghosts. They've added more ghosts. Uh. They have some scenes where they're sitting. They're drinking tea. Uh. There's. Um. Uh, but there's a a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of cool like little things like that that are throughout the graveyard. So that was pretty neat.
0: Yeah, I heard that they had done that. The more uh, more animals like in the thing too. So that's kind of cool. So I'm sure once uh, you know you're able to go a little bit more often, or we're able to go a little more often despite spy everything little tiny thing yeah. going on. Did you, did you end up getting on Snow White?
3: No, not on Snow White. Okay.
0: That's that's the other one that got like a major upgrade.
3: Oh.
1: Okay, do I do have one question. Yeah. Was Peter Pan still like an hour away? Uh,
3: you know what? I didn't we didn't even really go through Fantasyland at all. Um we went through Frontierland. Um uh Small World, um uh, Tomorrowland,
0: uh Galaxy's Edge and New yeah, Orleans. Speaking of Galaxy's Edge, give us the rise impression.
3: Uh, well, okay. So you said that they cut a a, a portion of it out in the big be- is it in the beginning?
0: Yeah.
3: So, okay, with the exception of that, oh, now okay, let me ask you this because I have my assumption. Is it the part where you're standing in front of all the stormtroopers?
0: No. You the, before you go out. So, what did it was the first area where they put you in where you got on the shuttle? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. You missed the pre-show, which is where you actually see Ray and BB-8. Okay, yeah, no, we didn't see Ray okay. and BB-8. So you walk in when you go through the actual like um, line, through the queue. You come into that room, and that room they kind of tell you like, "Oh, you're a part of the Resistance now, or whatever," <laughs> and this is this is the mission that we're going to go on. And Ray appears to you in holograph form, and then BB-8 comes out from behind some screens where you see Poe Dameron and he's talking to you. So that's the part that I heard got cut out. So
3: yeah from from okay. there
0: you go out into the uh, the open area which is where you board the shuttle. That's mm-hmm. the second part of the show. So they I heard they they cut that first part out, which is you're confirming that because the first thing you did was get on a shuttle. Yeah.
1: And that's to cut down on the length of time you're indoors with people?
0: Yes, because um that the part with rays indoors, yeah.
1: So it'd be I w- I would assume it would be similar to um what is it? Mission Breakout, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, they may be cutting down on that rocket pre-scene where the uh, the old Twilight Zone story was.
0: Yeah, it could be because I think the limit right now is 15 minutes, and I think Rise, mm-hmm. the complete Rise was something like 18. So, so you cut out that two, three minutes of that racing, scene, you make your time.
3: On yeah. Smuggler's Run, uh, they cut out the part with Hondo. Oh, they did? too. Yeah, you just go, you beeline it straight and in, straight into uh, the the waiting area when you're inside the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. and then they have your party. You don't even get those cards anymore. They just put you, bring you right up, and all right, you guys are in. So I think we waited in in line for that. We waited a total of maybe 25 minutes. Um, that was all outside till you got to the front of the building to the entrance, and then from there you just went straight up.
0: So did you they, ran through it? was was the uh, the queue all right there in front of it, or does it go down the side of where Oga's is? Because there was a big, like, gate on the side right there. In fact, you uh, see the it, Millennium Falcon, and you pass the Millennium Falcon, like, uh-huh. on the right end of the, there's, a, there's two big old doors. Technically, it's a backstage area, but it's set up to be an extra queue, and they yes. have a bunch of, um, like, trailers back there, because that's Hondo's You know, the shipping thing, it fits with the theme.
3: So that wasn't – the doors weren't open, but that – it was going out that far.
0: Okay. So it was going out to that door. Yeah, because that's all the outside stuff. So when it's super busy, when the line is an hour long, it goes all the way down over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: I have seen it open before, but we've uh, actually never had to go through that – we've never had to go that far. No, I've never gone through the
0: gate, just, yeah, up to where the gate is.
3: Yeah, so – Um, but yeah, we didn't wait. We didn't have to wait very long to get in that one. The only one we had to wait for a really long time was for rise of resistance. And it's because it it wound up breaking down. Of course. That hasn't
0: changed. Some things (laughs) never change. What'd you think of the ride ride, though? Best ride ever, right? Dude, that ride was
2: awesome. (laughs) It incorporates Uh, a bunch of different stuff. Was this your first time riding it? Yeah, it was
3: my first time riding it. So, um... Yeah, it was cool. It was it was a lot of fun. I, I'd like to go back and write it again. I that I would be it would be worth if I could write it twice in a day. I would definitely try.
0: Not happening right now. No, no, no it's totally not no. happening right now. No, no. Um, given the nature of how popular that ride is in the system, there's no way anybody can write it twice. Yeah, <laughs> unless you happen to no, you can't. You can't. There's no way because you have to have to, your ticket linked to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that queue system. So it was yeah. the so the part with all the stormtroopers and all that was all there still? it would kind of have to be because that, that's where you get out of the shuttle yeah
3: yeah it was all there but like you like you guys did you have to wait did you guys get to wait there at all for yeah like we a, did yeah i did okay they just they just walked us right by there
0: that part that so, sucks that sucks that's a beautiful picture opportunity
3: yeah that's what i was like damn i really wanted to take a picture but nope they were like move move yeah, move I'm like, time oh, all right yeah, but
0: what about that big ass ad at in the ride
3: Dude, that thing looks so cool. <laughs> just going, just going around right underneath it. I'm looking up, going, "This is, this is so awesome. This is so awesome."
0: I didn't know where to look, and the guy, like I was with with Rob and the guy sitting next to me, we were both like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh."
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> was, uh, one, so cool. one
3: thing, one thing that was a little weird, a little awkward for for me. I mean, at least it was. Was they did have the uh, plexiglass dividers. Mm-hmm. Uh, right in between you, right in the middle of the seats, they had the plastic dividers. So that was now. Nah, did it look so,
2: like it was? Did it look like ahead. permanent, or did it look like how everybody is like Mickey Mouse and stuff?
3: It looked like it was be It looked like it was just kind of like put there. Some double It looked a little flimsy. It just. I mean, not really. I mean, it looked like it was framed in. It just. It just didn't. I don't know. It just looked weird. It didn't look. Definitely look like didn't look like it belonged there.
0: Well, because they don't okay. want to keep it there. It's not permanent, right? It's not permanent. It's it's you know temporary. You, you don't want to mess up something when it's you know that. So even the ones yeah. we have on the desks at school, uh, uh, Rick, do you have plexiglass? You have plexiglass on the desk? Yes. Yeah. So it's they're just, just like double sided tape or something. Double sided tape with the clip. Yeah. yeah. So it's nothing. It's nothing crazy. That's that's what they want to be so you don't ruin the thing permanently. Which is, but even the little droid is cool. A huh? little astromech. Yeah, like, yeah, dude, that's the coolest ride. Like that takes the cake for like. I think that may be the best ride ever. Like honestly, and I only been on it once, and I still like vividly remember like every little thing
1: because it was so freaking cool.
3: <laughs> uh, I did get to build an R two unit. I got my R two D two.
1: I saw that you were like a kid in the candy store.
3: Oh man, that thing looked cool. It, it's <laughs> so awesome. Everybody's so jealous every time we play. I have it at the shop. We play with it at the shop. So. Uh, every now, like I let a couple of the kids pull it out of the box and run around. All, everybody's just in their ooh as, as they're sitting in the chairs getting their haircut.
2: Now, does it run with a mobile app or does it? Um...
3: So it does have a mobile app. Uh, however, I have the uh, the remote control. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes with the remote control, so uh, that's how. Go forward, backwards, turns right and left, the head spins, um, it, it'll talk, and then I also, we got the accessory for the, uh, the little blasters on the side, and then there's a button that goes with those blasters, so when you, when, when it's out, it go shoo, 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 <laughs> so, makes the little noise, it lights up, it's pretty cool. I want to go back and build another one.
1: <laughs> I
0: still. Rob has held me to the fact that we're going to go to Savvy's when we do go to the park. there's a trip to Savvy's in there for us? Oh yeah. So we, we made it. We made it through the pandemic unscathed. So we need a two hundred dollar lightsaber. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, man. That sounds like you had a good time. I'm glad. How long were you guys there?
3: Oh gosh, we got there. I think we got through the gate at
0: maybe like eleven. Um, Did that take well, a long time to do, or just because of the time you got there?
3: Uh, it took it took a minute. Uh, once everybody parked in the structure, once you get down from the structure, it's kind of like a, well, it's like the first day. They didn't really. They had a plan on how to how to have everybody run through the temperature check and security check, but mm-hmm. they were using the 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 lines of the trees, the tree lines. Uh, as you're walking around there, you can actually create a little queue line if you just kind of follow a pattern. But nobody really knew the pattern, and no one was really directing. They finally realized that and started having people direct where the crowd was supposed to go. And then they sorted it out, and it kind of got a little bit easier. Once once you kind of got in a single file line, everything ran a lot smoother, so... It was just a lot of long lines. The good thing is the lines all moved pretty smooth. And that was, we went first day of uh, cast preview. So, so it, it was the
0: first time it, anybody had even pin in. So that's trying to figure out what you got going on. That makes sense. And
3: now now you're already, uh, what, going on a couple of days being open. You know, I'm sure they probably have it figured out by now. Probably runs a little bit better.
0: Yeah, yeah. If one thing I learned from Disney, dude, you don't do anything opening day. <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, Chris even said she noticed uh, on Small World that the boats were going a little slower than normal, and she made she made a comment about it. And then as we were getting ready to get off of the ride, there was two guys from maintenance on both sides of the little walkway there, and they're just staring at the at the uh, uh, little mechanisms that pull the boats and then sh- shoots them out uh, as it's pulling them onto the tracks. Like for you to disembark, but yeah, there's just all kinds of issues. It's still they got to work out.
0: Uh, better to do with cast members than uh, first uh, first day Absolutely. of paying customers. So are you are you gonna uh, no her she gets obviously her sign ins, but they're a little bit different than before. Are you guys gonna uh, try to do Avengers Campus?
3: Uh, we'll see. Um, things things are changing with that too. Right. Uh, they just yeah, so. Not sure how, how all that's going to work, but when I'm sure when the time comes, because I don't think employees, I don't even think they can get in right now, so I don't know, when, they don't even know when they'll be able to, so it's just kind of a waiting game, that's why well, we wanted to go to this.
0: Yeah, I didn't know if it was going to be, and I wasn't inferring that it would be some kind of a preview for uh, cast members, but more along the lines, when she actually gets to sign in again. Like her yeah, home. no, yeah. that's that's what I'm
3: saying. Oh, yeah, okay. we don't, we, they don't even know. Yeah, right oh. now, as far as I understand, right now it's uh they can't they can't get in at all.
1: It's about making up some of that money.
0: Yeah, that's which that's is understandable. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of uh you know Avengers, um I totally lost my train. Oh, Avengers Campus isn't going to be tied to any uh, storyline at all, so it doesn't follow. That's good. It doesn't come after. Uh, end game or anything like that the snap uh will not have happened it's just it's open it's open access yeah the blip uh will not happen it's open access uh to kind of stuff so that'll be you know that that's kind of cool because that that was the whole reasoning behind galaxy's edge too Is like you don't want to tie it to any one thing because then you're super limited mm-hmm. as to what you can do so you're going to see you know iron man and uh the original captain america and we'll see if we mm-hmm. see the new captain america
1: falcon so so did you did you read the storylines about that where i mean that was really cool at the end you know they call it instead of being falcon or the winter soldier it was captain america and the winter soldier but um even the the producers and pink things of falcon and the winter soldier saying he's not the winter soldier anymore that's completely done and they actually toyed with the idea of, of putting at the end captain america and the white wolf
0: yeah which is what they called him from wakanda yeah, you know, she heard him mm-hmm. a couple times of, uh, as the White Wolf. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was that was pretty cool. So um, I I find you know what um, I got I watched the first two episodes when they came out, and then I just I just kind of got busy, and I, I would forget about it and tell myself, man, I gotta catch up on Falcon and Winter Soldier. I gotta catch up with Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> so you're not caught up? No, I am. But I I, I watched it all. Uh, I think the Saturday after the last episode came out. Like, I just, I binged the rest of it. Like, went straight so last through. Week. Yeah. Last week, then. Yeah, last week. It was
1: only six episodes, so it was a little yeah. bit easier to do.
0: Right, and I'd already seen two of them. And yeah. uh, the first two were ones that, I, well, I thought they were good. It was it was kind of slow. And then uh, it definitely it picked up. Mm-hmm. It, like, the, the speed of it picked up immensely um, to get to the end. And I thought it was, you know what? I would almost argue
1: that this was better than WandaVision. It was more in the style of what you expected from a Marvel series. And I, think, I think that's why.
0: I think that's why. Because Wanda was slow for a long time. And because I didn't think... I don't know. I think maybe because we thought we were going to get a bigger payoff with WandaVision. Like what everybody was speculating. That mm-hmm. didn't come to fruition. And I, I don't think I had any expectations for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So what they gave us was like, oh, I didn't expect him to actually become Captain America. I don't know if they would actually go there, especially the way they set it up. You, you didn't thought, like, expect Resistance Baron and, like, Zemo right. to
1: pop up. And be like the hero be
0: the Boba Fett yeah. of the series.
1: Mm-hmm. You didn't expect uh John Walker. You know, you didn't expect uh you know Sharon Carter to come in there and and end up being the uh the power broker the enemy, on top of yeah. everything else. So that screwed was... me out. Yeah. I kind of figured it out by about you know, by, by, the end of, by the end of the la- second to last episode, when she started playing in a little bit more, I'm like, she's the power broker. Yeah.
2: And I like how they brought in the Black um, Captain America into the fold, too.
1: Yes. Which was an actual thing, too, in the comics. Yeah, that was the
2: storyline, yeah. That, you that know, was be- the storyline in the comics. And there's a historical precedent for that with uh, the Stiggy Airmen. Yeah. So it's, it's all like, you know, with, you know, trying to incorporate more, like, I'm not saying, like, um, Black Lives Matter thing, but I'm just like trying to incorporate more people into the Marvel universe and more of what's going on, like really what really happened, and trying kind of, like to acknowledge the mistakes we made in the past. So it was good to see that come in there, and then at yeah. the end where they give him his own statue and they they um, acknowledge what happened.
1: Yeah, you know, it's more it, of the my voice.
0: One yeah. of the one of the lines uh, there uh, after Falcon made his appearance as Captain America was when they were down in the they, it, it panned the shot pan down to the street. And after he had saved whoever, I think it was the helicopter. If he had saved the helicopter, the the old man was there like, "Oh, that's Black Falcon," and the guy next to him said, "No, that's Captain America." Yeah. That, you know what I mean? That's like mm-hmm. Marvel went hard on this one with the um. You you said not the Black Lives Matter thing, but that's they went hard with the with the Black Lives yeah. Matter kind of thing with this. They totally did. Like I, I don't know if say it was Black in... Lives Matter no, but I I, I can't think of voice. it. Yeah, I guess I, I couldn't find the, the words. It's the my voice thing.
1: Yeah, which, which is the big thing in the literature right now is, is I want things that are that are my voice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew that was it, but I couldn't think of anything else. But yeah, that that describes it. What, what I was yeah. trying to get at, for sure. Well, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a good series. What's next, Loki? Yeah, Loki is an anime. Can't something like that? And then um, the film, right? We still get um... Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah, I think that's September now. Yeah, but we see we see uh, uh Elaine, what's in Elaine's name in the comics? Contessa. Contessa, Valentina. yeah. Valentina. There you go. So we get we get to see her. Who well, which was a switch, right? Cuz she was supposed to be her first appearance was supposed to be Black Widow, and Black yes. Widow has been delayed over a year already. Mm-hmm. Right? That that's that's what that uh thing is. So we're it's way behind the continuity of that. I'm sure they had to redo a little bit. Or they actually redid actually in Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier cuz I don't believe she was supposed to appear in that. And then once that film got delayed and production started on this again, I think they threw her in, so we get some kind of backstory on that, her. I that's
1: guess. debatable because it, it works well with her introducing U.S. Agent. Yeah, I, I
0: don't have a problem with it. I just know setting a film back costs a lot.
1: Yeah, not not only in I, money I think...
0: but in like where you place everything else because the time the times where everything was supposed to come out all got jumbled.
1: I think we lost more of her intention for doing it maybe maybe we get more than thing. anything yeah yeah and I, I hope that comes out more in, in the black widow um i'm really happy though um i love i love the way they made sam captain america it was great the way they did that and they did a really good job of keeping bucky from being captain america but giving him his story arc because i was talking to Rob, i was talking to our brother and uh he was saying he goes like he he didn't feel like like bucky had a good story and i'm like no actually he did
2: he had a redemption story dude he suffers from ptsd and like yeah, he's he, like acknowledging that now and he, then he, he walks away like, from it yeah and then he's realizing i don't belong in this time he goes like when they ask him about music he's all i like music from the 1940s yeah you know he's like a total fish out of water he doesn't belong or he there.
1: made the comments um i read tolkien when it came out 1939 you know yeah <laughs> but so, uh
0: it's cool that he took cap's book that book with the uh all the things you should check out yeah that was kind of cool
1: you know he, they, they did a good job with his story arc and I'm, I'm glad that he got that that redemption story and somebody else i saw made a comment that when he broke into that bus and saved all the people from the uh that we're going to do the vote that was the first time he actually was recognized as a hero yeah. that every other time before that you know he was you know the villain or he was not there weren't people around to see him in that type of role so that was the first time someone actually thanked him and was able to recognize him as a hero
0: well that's pretty cool and the only cool things going uh forward yeah it seems like i didn't watch the shy Chi trailer all I know is that they're making a big deal because it was like, oh, this is Marvel's first Asian uh, superhero, and the, the dude from Doctor Strange is like, what? <laughs>
2: so, you know, I, I watched it, and I go, this is cool, but I have no idea how this ties into the Marvel Universe. And I've, I'm, too, it's like a cool karate flick, but like I'm like, if it didn't have Marvel attached, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. What's next?
1: What's next is Mortal Kombat. Did you guys watch it? Hell yeah, watch uh, that. Yeah. That thing was awesome. It was a lot of fun.
3: I mean it was cheesy. The the storyline was not that great, but I mean <laughs> the fighting was cool, it was fun. Uh they left the, it, was, it appeared, Rick, did it appeared to you like they left a the door open for another one?
1: Oh, they there's there's supposedly gonna be three, of course. Oh, well, everything go. is the threes now, right? But um <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. That has to be. They didn't. They didn't get to the tournament. So yeah. But they killed off the best characters.
3: <laughs>
1: <sighs> Spoilers. <laughs> I didn't say the characters' names. Uh, I do. I do like the fact that within the first ten minutes, you had an amazing fight scene. Yeah. You know, you had that, and you had Sub Zero in that first ten minutes. Um. The the character of there there is a, a new character to the to this to the universe here that's a descendant to Scorpion and that's it's easy to figure that out in the first ten minutes of the film, so I'm not it's not a major spoiler. But uh, and that tends to be the focus of the story. But uh you know, it's one of those it's like uh like Robbie said, it's it's a popcorn flick. You go in there don't have any expectations and you'll enjoy it. Just go watch the blood and the gore, you know.
3: There they split someone in half with a saw.
1: Made out yes, of a hat. Do. <laughs> so you know who threw that. The Better <laughs> they but, have uh,
2: fatalities and baybalities and
1: They don't have Babalities. I mean they have fatalities and of course someone's gonna say flawless victory. So Nobody said toasty though.
0: I was gonna ask just to ask you that. I ask you Nobody toasty. said toasty. <laughs>
1: toasty. Someone said flawless <laughs> victory. I, I think someone said fatality. I can't remember. Um now
2: does anybody stop to play um was it asteroids?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it definitely leaves it open for, for the for the uh, for the sequels and uh it it focuses on you know just a handful of the characters, so you can't expand. There's definitely room for expansion. You did get to see a soul eating.
3: Yeah. Yeah that was that's fun. right.
1: You got a soul devour. Uh and then I hear uh I hear the Miz is pushing hard to beat Johnny Cage in the sequel. Oh, is he really? You, he's like, I'm Johnny Cage. <laughs> Which I could see that. I could see him as a Johnny Cage type character.
2: Now wasn't Johnny Cage originally based on uh Jean Claude Van Damme? That I don't know. I mean they didn't use him as for the sprite, but like that was kinda like like, hey, let's get this movie story. Yeah, like kinda like Jean-Claude Van Damme.
1: I could see that but that's that's going to be a trip because what they what the way they they set it up is um you get a mark and if you have this mark that means you're supposed to fight in the tournament against the, you know the outworld so we're going to say a movie star has this mark yes just like that but if but if you beat somebody that has the mark the mark can pass on to you ah so it's it's a trip it's Check it out if you get a chance. I mean, it's in theaters too. It's it's definitely worth ten bucks or or whatever to go enjoy, especially if you like just fighting movies and gore and stuff like that. It's fun.
2: But you know what I'm waiting for is uh Batman the Long Halloween.
1: You know I remember reading that as a you know a teenager, but I don't remember much about it anymore. But I remember but I, being I, a damn good. Batman the one story. about the holidays? There's yeah, so, holidays that so like a murder or something happens on Halloween, and mm-hmm. it takes them a year to the next Halloween in order to resolve the story. Yes, that's that much I remember.
2: And it also has, I, I believe, I don't know if it's that one or Dark Victory, whereas ties Robin. I think Dark Victory is a sequel that ties Robin into it. But yeah, this one takes place of like on the different. somebody's making um doing killings on each of the holidays mm-hmm. and so they have like little nursery rounds into with each holiday and stuff like that um it's a really good story it's I believe it's Jeff Loeb who was a writer on Lost did it and um this is going to be a two parts because it's so large it's just a long story
1: you know you Jeff Loeb is, just, is a, uh, a perennial comics writer too not just Lost yeah um, so, and this is going to be a uh, a, Mar- a DC animated movie.
2: Mm-hmm. And like I've said, DC does fantastic with the animated series, a lot better than they do with their um, live action.
1: Right. They do. I mean, I I was who was I talking about? As someone was telling me about this one, that kind of previewed it was uh, the Killing Joke. The Killing Joke was a fantastic animated uh, animated movie. And they make them, you know, they make them mature they make them rated r i still need if
3: to it, see that one
1: yeah um that's the one where uh the joker actually shoots um batgirl and paralyzes her it's an r-rated yeah. animated movie dan it's actually yeah. worth checking out yeah that, um, that's all you need to know and before uh and before we wrap up this segment i'm gonna jump in it's it's in our it's in our music news but it's kind of music news kind of an entertainment news piece is uh I'm a huge fan of Scott Poker vs the world great great movie but they're releasing a like this insane 10th anniversary edition vinyl for it and it's their seven evil X's edition it's something like 150 200 bucks and it's anything and everything that does you can do with the movie here man I don't even know
3: are you getting it?
1: I'm tempted, I'm really tempted,
2: <laughs> if you'd have to buy a new floor you'd already have it. what's that if you'd have to get a new floor you'd already have it
1: oh I'd already have it if i'm not if I'm not paying for floors yeah, but it's got posters it's got uh it's a four disc edition they're all picture discs with the characters on them it's got um coloring pages from the original artist Brian Lee o'Malley it's got like anything and everything you could you could get on this one so uh, if you if you Google it, it's just super cool looking. I mean, I'm content with with one of the the colored vinyl discs for this. You know, you get the Ramona Flowers edition, and you can pick. It basically comes with a random color that was her hair, or you can get the Envy Adams, so it's blonde. Oh, on top of the uh, on the Seven Evil X's is $149 edition. You also get uh, extra songs from the movie. Like Bree Larson singing um the song that her band was supposed to perform instead of the uh set of the metric singer, oh, so I cool. thought that was pretty cool just just fanboying out more than anything. <laughs> should we uh, jump into another song here for a quick break?
2: yeah, let's jump into
1: another song and take a break. <laughs> Always a soft spot for, for Voodoo Glow Skulls, man. You know, that nineties that punk rock, punk and ska movement. That was uh that that's where my heart always is, man. So there's bands that are always coming out and putting out stuff and I'll go check it out because it's it's those nineties bands, man, just like the offspring just put out the album. You know, nine years in the making, something like that.
0: No, it was not Isn't Chinese democracy, dude. It's not Chinese democracy. <laughs> it wasn't nine years in the making. It's been nine years since they released something.
1: Yes, I know. But the funny thing is I've been sending Ed a uh like a punknews.org article for probably about 9 years where like oh yeah uh, we're probably going to put out an album this year.
0: Yeah, it just didn't happen. Yeah, it's <laughs> just not happening.
1: You know what? It was it it's it's a pretty decent album. It's, every time I listen to it, I dig it a little bit more. And you can definitely it's it is without a doubt an offspring album. You can hear it in everything they they do.
2: I, I, it's good. I listened to it on the way home last week. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I dig a lot. Um, I, you could definitely tell it's an off-string album. I know they have a few covers on there, right? Or was that just me? They do. uh they
1: in do the their own Mountain song. <laughs> and then yeah. they do one of those those uh, those remixes. Those big things now is is you know Rise Against has done it. Obviously uh, Souls have done it. The Men Singers have done it. Where they they do a re uh, a re imagination of one of their old songs so they did gone away and it was you know slow and acoustic and it was it's probably deeper you know in terms of of going about it and thinking about that song as being the loss of somebody it's a lot deeper now i think than it was as, an, as the original song well you
0: know what that song is about
1: right somebody's death i don't know off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, dexter's girlfriend there you go i think she died in a car accident or something like so That, that song is about her. So, yeah, no, that song is about a loss. It's about something that passed away. Yeah. Dan, yeah, what, Add- what Add- did you it. think?
3: <laughs> uh, it was a slower pace. It was one of the more the slower albums. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, it was good, uh, polished, but slower. Uh, I was kind of hoping for something a little bit faster, but, uh, I mean, it's not terrible. It's a good album, though.
0: Yeah, I think the same thing. I, I I listened to it. The first couple of tracks got me. I was like, "All right, this is cool. This is cool." And then it never kind of picked up from there. That's not a bad yeah. thing, but it, I just I didn't know what to expect, uh, you know? Because you can't. You're not gonna top Smash, dude. You're not gonna top Ignition. You're not gonna top Americana. But we've said it on this podcast before that everything the Offspring puts out, you know it. You know it, and you can and you can sing with it, like. The new one, I think I said this before. Uh, oh, remember? Because I was talking about me and my old lady. You <laughs> me and my, yeah? This one is we never have sex anymore. That's that song. That's the me and my old lady on this album.
1: <laughs> it is, man. It it, it kind of dragged that from. It kind of dragged from that point on a little bit. Like that song, it was okay. And then um, in the hall of mountain king was cool. The opiate diaries, I totally get the song, but. That and Hassan Chop they were yeah, so so. But once uh, Gone Away came back on, I was like, that's pretty cool. And then they end it kind of in that slow, steady pace, you know. It it fades out more than it uh, it ends hot. I'm gonna give it a solid B minus. <laughs>
0: I'm sitting at that. You know, it's, it's I'll listen to it, but it's not a everyday. It's it's not Smash. I'll take Smash any day.
1: I think there'll, there'll be a few songs on that that that'll become a little more heavy irritation. Let the bad times roll. Is definitely, this is not Utopia. That, definitely, that,
0: that's a good jam. Yeah, the first two yeah. songs
1: are there. Yeah, I give you and then uh, what was the other one I really liked? I liked uh, Breaking These Bones and Behind Your Walls. Uh,
0: yeah, those are all solid.
1: Uh, I really the, about... the first
0: half of the album is really solid.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah. I was gonna say side one. You know, you get through about Coming for You. It's really, really solid. Yeah. Wait,
0: well, coming for you. When did that that's an old song. That's been out a while. I can't remember when that came out. That was it on a soundtrack or something?
1: That I don't know. We'll look that up. While you talk about the Authority Zero album. So, yeah, um and that the Authority Zero like I said, it's it's not somebody I followed a lot in in the 90s and the early 2000s when they were when they were big. But uh I remember seeing that name on almost every band flyer. Every show flyer in this area. I think they're from Arizona, if I remember right. Yeah. But um, they used to play a lot in SoCal. I remember if you went and saw certain bands, Authority Zero was opening for them. So I remember them, and I remember them having a little bit of reggae to them as well as not just the 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 punk. But this was a pretty solid EP. It was it, it was um if you want that faster, more heavy offspring vibe then i would go with the back nine the authority zero album it gave me that 90s punk rock every now and then i think it was the second song or the third song i got i got a little bit of a an offspring vibe to it like an older offspring like smash era it is uh it was really cool we played oh, wow. all the all oxen free which is a really awesome song Rick so what made you um decide to go back and
2: take a look at this band like what likes it does somebody recommend it to you or do you just that's like...
1: exactly what happened yeah uh, so I belong to a, a Facebook group called punk rock family and it's about 500 guys and girls man we're all just you know we we share share stuff about family life and you know we we celebrate each other's accomplishments and things like that but then we also every now and then we share music with each other so the guy who founded the group, He's a big comic book guy, so every now and then, like when I went to the cemetery and I saw Bob Kane's grave, I sent him a picture of this. I go, hey man, I know you'll appreciate this. You know, I'm here at the cemetery and this is Bob Kane's grave. So, you know, we'll shoot back messages to each other every now and then, and every now and then he'll send me a song because he's a huge Authority Zero fan. And he said, hey, this came out today, check it out. So I said, all right, you know, so I listened to it. I'm like, wow, this is really good. Hey, that that
0: Offspring track, I you know, it came out in 2015. Okay. for you came out in 2015, so it's been lingering around for six years, and it was just a single.
1: There you go. Which is probably one of those years where are like, yeah, hey, we'll probably put in an album this year, but this song...
0: Hey, yeah, and uh, that <laughs> album, again, the Offspring album is called Let the Bad Times Roll, and the bad times are rolling because uh, we lost a couple people.
2: Yeah, so we lost Shock G of the Digital Underground, and Shock G was also known as Humpty Hump, and... He's kind of the one who discovered Tupac Shakur. He was part Tupac Shakur Shakur, um, was early was part of the Digital Underground for one album. He was like a backup dancer and like a stage man, and after that he released his own career. So he's kind of responsible for that. Digital Underground was like really kind of like a a psychedelic, like way out there rap, but like you know, uh, Tupac you know would have him on track and stuff like that, and it was just like you know they hadn't been big. Since the 90s, but they were still putting out music and all that kind of stuff. So it's just kind of like sad to see. And then you see a lot of people in the hip hop community saying like, "Hey man, we love Shock G, we love Shock G." And um, around the same time, I remember who was first. um, DMX passed away. DMX is a huge hip hop guy from New York. And like you know, the Lakers, like um, in the 2001 championship, were like, "Y'all about to make me lose my mind." They'd all gather around, like huddle around and sing it and jump around because their Mm -hmm. Lakers were gonna make everybody lose their mind. Now, Dan, did you listen to um, Action Bronson on um, the Rogan podcast?
3: Yeah, I did, actually. Um, uh, I heard a little bit of it, but refresh my memory. I'm pretty stoned right now.
2: So uh, Action Bronson said, like, it goes, um, you know, Action Bronson is a cook and a uh, a rapper. He yeah. said, like, yeah, my wife was ready to have her baby, and, like, it's been, like, eight hours. She's playing, like, this flute, Yeah, that's flute, right. Flute. She's with flute music. <laughs> And like, it's like, Hey, if she doesn't have the baby, like in an hour, we're going to have to induce labor or like, you know, do a cesarean. And he didn't want like, actually like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Fuck this music. And he put on DMX and I was like, stop, drop, let him out. And she had the baby. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to tell, um, you know, you know, we're all in the same community. And I wanted to tell DMX that, and it hurts me like, you know, like to my core that I can't tell DMX that like, because of him, my son or his baby was born. Yeah. I do remember that. That was funny. And then they had a clip where everybody, like, you know, when um, DMX's body was leaving the hospital, like, all the people were down on the street playing his music, and everybody's all, y'all about make me lose my mind. I don't know if it's that song, but they were just, like, you know, all, like, just cheering on DMX, man. It just, you know, pouring a love from everybody, and you know? he was, like, another, like, big loss in the hip-hop community, man. He was big, like, in the early 2000s. And we just like to say rest in peace to those two guys, man, like, you know. You had an impact on a lot of people's lives. And, you know, one guy says, like, hey, man, I feel sad because I want to tell you about my son or my baby being born, and I couldn't do that. It hurts. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was uh, – yeah, that, that was
1: Some great. heavy losses. <laughs> heavy losses. All right, man. I, I think we have a extraordinary culture first this month. After forty episodes, we do not have any Star Wars news.
2: Yeah, it's never happened before. I mean, uh, we're like in that little in between time where things aren't coming out yet. Like uh, actually like in two days. Yeah, two days from now. The first episode of the Bad Bash, but like there is nothing new news to report on I mean, and I scour the pages and like, yeah, we don't care. We don't care. I mean there's other little things going on. I mean there's always Star Wars news. But there's nothing for us to report, so but May the fourth is coming. And I'm gonna wear I'll my Jedi ropes that. all day. You mean your pajamas?
1: Oh I have a Jedi ropes. Uh, yeah. I bought I bought one of the higher end costumes. I'm gonna bust it out, drive drive to uh drop off the kids in my robes.
2: Yeah. Alright, yeah. now into the wild world of
1: been a crazy beginning of the of the uh, the baseball year, man. Dodgers are finally cooling down, which is good though. I, I'd rather they cool down now than uh, hit the losing streak towards the end of the season. But uh, and the Angels' bats have been on fire lately. Yeah,
2: and Otani he was the first person to ha- lead in hits, and what was it like, pitch a game or what was the, the accomplishment he had last week?
0: Yeah, I don't remember but it, it was that uh hits and the fact that he, he won the game or yeah he's been on yeah. fire for both lately i gotta look that up i don't remember
2: and he's the first player since babe Ruth to do that
0: yeah um hey um, what you, uh what was the final score of the dodger game today it was like 16-4 or some crap like that do you know i don't know it was ridiculous
1: i don't have it It didn't show up on my notifications that's weird don't
2: so- the bullpen fucking blew it today. That's what I last I heard. Like, as I was, we were going to record the, I heard the bullpen I just fucked it up. But, like, uh, Dennis May just got injured the other day. So, but like and he's going to
0: miss May. How sad. Yeah. Yeah, 16-4 was the final score today. Yeah. And
1: Dodgers over the Brewers. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. They had a five-run first inning with a grand slam. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's insane. Uh, who, who was four for four yesterday? Somebody was four for four with two home runs on the angels. Oh, there
0: were two grand slams today, dude. I believe it. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I've been so busy. I have not been following my own team.
1: I know that I saw, I saw that notification. I can't remember who it was off the top. Of my head. There, They were four for four yesterday with two home runs. And back to back innings, it's pretty Dang, impressive. Are we at that point where we're so busy with freaking like not paying attention to day to day stuff like that? I can't even. I can't watch the games half the time. So, well, that's true. So, I, like I, I live. Get... I live off of my my notifications on the MLB app. I
2: read a box score, and that's about it. That's what I do to sustain. Yeah, because like I I get stressed sometimes watching games, and like people make them crazy. My wife's like, like, "Are you gonna watch the game?" i go, nah "Nah." Goes, "Why?" I go, "I get a little crazy." Goes, "Like why?" Well, I'll start pacing up and down. She's like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah." I would walk up and down. So like, <laughs> so go, "How can you even watch a game?" I'm like, <laughs> "Once you really get hooked onto like the games, you pay attention to every little thing. Like, look at the pitch ways
1: done." Like. Mm-hmm. And watch, watching playoff games with uh, with an umpire has taught me that a lot. Yeah. It's <laughs> is, is looking where the pitches are hitting, this and that, and it's like, oh, God. So, yeah, it gets hard. But uh, where's the All-Star game going to be now? Uh,
2: They're moving Denver? it to Denver. To Denver? Yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about, the De- All-Star game was moved from Atlanta because Atlanta passed this voter rights bill that people didn't like. And then we're like, we're going to speak with our wallet, and we're moving our game out of Atlanta, and we're moving it to Denver.
1: Which is not the first time people have boycotted Georgia um, for things like that. I know the film industry had tried to boycott him a couple years ago before uh, the pandemic hit for similar reasons. Not voting rights, but you know, uh, treatment of different people. I'm not giving you an opinion on this
0: because I don't know enough into it, but don't be surprised if that happens again. Because if you didn't notice, a lot of the Marvel series filmed in Georgia. Yeah. yeah. So with Disney the way that it is, wouldn't surprise me to hear okay, this stuff no. already wrapped, but um we're quietly moving on.
1: Yeah.
0: Walking Dead films there too, actually. Yeah, yes they do. Uh but that's that's that. Um It's still gonna make money, dude. We're not, we're not, not to get into the politics of it all, but the All Star game's still gonna make money. Oh,
2: there's always contingency plans where, like if something happens they can move to another city.
0: Well, you have to have easily. that because yeah. like you never know what's you never know what's going to happen. Like, you know, we uh, we've had earthquakes, you know, <laughs> and all this stuff for the series.
2: Yeah. Um, what call it? Somebody told me that there's always a contingency plan for the World Cup if they can't host it that the United States has like 6 months where they could throw things together and host the World Cup within that like uh, short period of time.
0: It's too bad the Olympics can't do that.
2: Are the Olympics even happening this year? They're going to happen in uh, Japan. Japan, like, but like it, in a few weeks or I, a few months. Dude, right?
0: I, I seriously think they're still deciding what's going, what's going to happen. I seriously think they're going through it all because they, they were undecided if they want to let fans into that kind of stuff. And I don't think Japan right now is a country that you want to do that. No. Because so of it's, I have the a, vaccination rollout.
3: I have a client who is actually an Olympic. He's an Olympian with Team France for their BMX team, and I will ask him periodically, like, "Hey, have you guys heard anything about like Japan?" And he goes, "No, we're still waiting to hear." So, yeah, it's still kind of up in the air. It seems like for some people,
0: I think they have one of the one of the worst vaccination rollouts because a lot of stuff is dependent on that, and it's not it's not good. That's a whole separate conversation, um. <laughs> dude, did I don't think either one of these guys watch Triller. Did either one of you guys watch Triller? No. No. You, no. Know, you know what you know? What Triller is that no. vibe,
3: the black
1: fight uh, club. Uh, oh, dude.
3: Their silence is gonna tell me that they yeah.
0: don't.
1: Yeah. I. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. So, what's his name? Paul's.
3: The beebs yeah. The Beebs. Yeah. Main event. And
1: it was horrible. I didn't even dude. listen to
0: it. I saw him dancing around. Nah, I skipped but... that part. I was flipping back and forth between that and the UFC fight. Yeah. So, um, dude, I just wanted to see. It's Jake Paul and his brother Logan Paul, right? They're YouTubers. It's Jake Paul, they're both boxers. Jake Paul's the better boxer of, of the two, um, I would argue to say. Although, there's a whole reason I bring any of this up. Are they so, legit boxers? <laughs> um, Jake Paul would like to tell you he's a legit boxer. Has he actually he fought, fought any boxers? Boxer. He hasn't yeah. fought a legit boxer. So he, like, Okay, so he's trained as a boxer, but he hasn't fought. He's okay, fought and they're gonna, and who's fair. getting Mayweather? The brother. Not even Jake Paul. It's the brother, Logan, who's Logan. getting Mayweather. Yeah. Dude, Jake Paul is like, what, 3-0? So I think he's 3-0. and This is his third fight. He's got that. He's bought two YouTubers. I think two YouTubers. At least one YouTuber. No, he fought a basketball player because he fought, what's his name? Um, a YouTuber, freaking YouTuber,
3: a basketball player, right. Ben Askram.
0: And ben Askram, dude. He hasn't fought an actual boxer yet. But his brother has been calling out Mayweather and his brother, I think, is one in two. Like, he's only won one fight. And all of a sudden, he calls out Mayweather and Mayweather goes for it. Mayweather said yes to Logan Paul, but Jake Paul has been trying to call out Daniel Cormier, like this, none shit makes no sense. These dudes know how to make money. That's what I'm gonna say. But the the yeah. trailer the trailer thing is ass, dude. Yeah, go ahead.
3: DC told him, uh, "I'll do it. I'll do it at 205 MMA only." And uh, uh, Jake Paul said, "No boxing." And even DC said, "It's not gonna happen." But if you want it to happen. Uh, it's gonna be MMA, where I can drag you to the ground elbow you choke you uh and just beat you up uh it's not gonna be a boxing and well Ariel hawani asked uh Jake Paul later in the day because he was interviewing him later and Jake Paul said you know no I'm not an MMA fighter this is this is boxing this is a, a huge payday you know i'll I'll be your biggest payday ever and even DC said it's not about the money for me. I, I, I'm already rich. You know My family's already set. It's not about money for me. This is about me just dragging you to the ground and just mauling you and beating you up. That's what this is about.
0: <laughs> These dudes are – they can make money. These dudes can make money. I will give him that. These dudes can make money, and I legitimately think Jake Paul may actually be a fair boxer, but – He's not fighting boxers, dude. He, he tried to go... He, he's pulling that thing like you do in wrestling where somebody comes in and they go straight to the top. That's what this shit reminds me of. And again, there's a whole reason I brought this up is because um, this shit, trailer this stuff, dude, was like freaking... Didn't they have one yesterday? I think they had another one yesterday. Oh, really? It's the WWE of boxing, dude. It's freaking like... It's ridiculously like, th- like... There were musical performances, Ice Cube and, and Too Short have a super group that performed on there, the Beebs performed. So on that there. was pretty cool. I, was, I did watch right.
1: some of that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So Bieber he's talking about. But anyway, he's, talking about, I, I, know he's talking about, I know he's talking about I know he's talking about ice cream. Yeah. Oh dude Snoop was beyond freaking high doing that shit. And then Oscar De La Hoya <laughs> was Snoop. there doing commentary and that fool was either drunk or high too. He was audibly slurring words. It was so bad, dude. It was so bad. Like oh, for was,
3: sure he was on drugs. For yeah. sure he was
0: high. So <laughs> it's a good payday, is basically what it is, right? For anybody. oh, dude, it's a good payday for all those fools to do that. The Pauls are are making money doing this. Um, that's fine. I mean, I guess so. But like, you know, unless you're going to get any real competition, no one's going to take you serious. But then, you know, they got their own thing making a bunch of money. So I guess good for them. But it was that shit was a joke. Like the fight before, dude. I don't even know the two J-Brones were fighting. I don't even know who they are. And one of them <laughs> took a punch to the side, dude. He took a punch to his side. The bl- the glow- the blow glanced him. It was more like the forearm hit him, dude. This dude went down like he got kicked in the shin at a soccer game and tried <laughs> to call it a low blow. Got stretchered out. I mean, this was like good selling for WWE. This was not boxing. It was like, this is some bullshit, dude. It was ass. I watched two fights, and they were both like, this is
1: the stupidest shit I've ever seen.
0: Way overblown. And that shit's going to make money, is what's sad. That shit's going to make money. So Dan was telling me it's like Fight Club. Like, if we have beef and we want to fight, we can go and fight. Yeah. And we can get a percentage of whatever they make.
2: Plus, let's do it for the podcast.
0: <laughs> make some money. Except I'm not fighting, I'm not fighting no, Dan. Man,
1: because... we, we can donate that shit to Mongo McMichael.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. You know what? Even that page that we follow that makes fun of Mongo was like, man, we're going to show a clip of just him overselling today instead of a botch. <laughs>
2: when, the, <laughs> when the news
0: broke. Poor dude's got so ALS. Ma-
2: Go ahead. Which is also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Hey, Lou so. Gehrig's, yeah. And they're fundraising for him. Poor guy. I mean, he's a legitimate athlete. What you can say about his wrestling skills, yeah, he wasn't the best. He wasn't even like competent, but hey, it was entertaining and he filled that void that they needed. He did very good with commentary. And then I, I, um, Rick kind of brought this up really quickly, but remember, uh, he was the one who did the guest commentary with, um, Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow in that WrestleMania.
0: Did he? Mm-hmm. That,
2: yes. Oh, hell. So that's how, like, um, that's how they brought them in. Like, WC's up and goes, like, well, this guy's pretty good. is doesn't a contract. Fuck okay, let's sign him. We can make some money off of this shit. And then, like, he's like, yeah, I, I want to uh, wrestle, and then, like you know, come on, legitimately, you have to do something well for Ric Flair for him to bring you into the Horsemen.
1: He, he was a big dude; he had the name power. You um, like? I liked to party with Ric Flair. Uh, yeah, and he probably brought Deborah along with him. You know, and, and Deborah even eventually did she end up marrying Stone Cold for a while? Yeah. Yeah, she was. She was married to Stone Cold for a while, so. Did she? She was married to him when he basically had a nervous breakdown,
0: and they say it's yeah. because of her, the way she was. Speaking of which, did you watch that documentary? The, the
2: uh, One. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. I watched them oh, I do not watch that good. one. That was a good I one. Watch it I watched the Piper uh, one too. That was good too. The Piper one was excellent. X, were you there at Comic Con? And I don't think we were with each other, but were you there the year that I met Roddy Piper? Yes, I was there that year. Were you you weren't with me when I met him though, huh?
2: No, I remember I I remember seeing you there and like, hey I met Roddy Piper I'm like, Oh shit, he was signing.
0: Yeah, man. That dude, that was a cool dude. Like, for real. The do- this documentary got into that about um, how his, his, like, home life was separate from his wrestling persona. And, and, the, and, like, I'll let you watch it. No spoilers. It's really good, though. But the thing I remember about Roddy Piper, and I met Roddy Piper, like, it must have been the year 2000, man. From around there. 2000, 2001, maybe. Um, so it was 20 years ago. Uh, he had his, his book, and he signed it thing i remember about roddy piper is that i had noticed him in line when i was you know in line to get my autograph and all that kind of stuff that every time he met somebody he not only shook their hand he stood up from his desk and shook their hand and i said something to him i said hey man can i can i tell you something he said sure brother and i said yeah i just i i i was taught that when when you meet somebody you shake their hand and and you grip it that's how i was taught you know i told him but i noticed that every time you did it you stood up that's the ultimate sign of respect to me man i just want to tell you i appreciate that and he looked at me and he said you know what brother thank you very much and that, that just stuck with mm-hmm. me he, he looked at me and you yeah. see in his eyes that like that meant a lot to to him it that i even him. noticed that and yeah. it said something and, and it totally was true dude because he's sitting here just like we are right now but every single person that came up he stood up out of his chair to greet them and shake their hand and, and I, you gotta I remember he's like
2: he was like hundreds if not, well, it was probably taking what's about 500 people that day, so it was up and down. And yeah, I mean, I he never had like and he, never he had hip replacement by that knees. time. Yeah, but he never like you know say anything about his knees, but getting up and down, up and down.
0: Yeah, and I, I just remember that because I mean, even me thinking about having to stand up, you know, every time I greet somebody because you know he was somebody for like we 30 seconds, you know, but he yeah. did every single person he was doing it with, you. and I was like, that's the ultimate sign of respect for me, man me to do that and that just that stuck with me man that is that has always stuck with me about how cool i thought Roddy piper was when i met him but watching this i just was like all right man i remember that that stuck with me i thought it was kind of cool so that's what that's all i have to say about that
2: yeah now he was married to his wife forever too right like he was married one time and he stuck with his wife
0: forever his family didn't have family problems man according to this documentary yeah they, they weren't there because
2: i remember watching trading spouses and they had a celebrity one with Roddy Piper and Ric Flair. And, you know, Roddy Piper never spent a lot of money. He You know, he kept it short. He never, like, went out, like, for dinner all the time. It was like, okay, it's a holiday or it's a special occasion. We'll go out to dinner. Well, Ric Flair was, like, going out to dinner every night, buying people bottles of champagne. And Roddy Piper's wife commented and goes, Do you know, we went to the wedding of Ric Flair and his first wife. So uh, it's going to be strange to see him with this new person.
0: Yeah, but Ric Flair also uh, has been broke numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. That's the difference. Woo! Hey, Ric Flair is not on. Is he featured in any of these upcoming Dark Side of the Rings? Ric Flair? I don't think so. Though. No. no um, oh, no. Maybe the collision in Korea. Wasn't he there?
2: Yeah. Um, I think he might have They talked about him in the Brian Pillman one because I watched that one Uh, yesterday.
0: Oh, yeah. I watched the whole thing. Oh, yeah, they had the whole
2: thing up. No, they had the first. Well, they have the first episode, which is like you know, forty-five minutes to an hour long. But they don't because that was a two-parter.
0: Okay, so yeah, remember Rick was so, here yesterday so at the house. I watched that. So that was like the Ben Y episode. They gave you the first one on YouTube, and you have to tune in when it actually shows to watch mm-hmm. the second one.
2: Now that one, um, that goes into his family life, and his family life was dark.
0: Uh. Just
2: real quick, and it's not that much of a spoiler because you can look this up. He has three kids with three different women, and his kids are only maybe like three or four years apart. So, um, And just like some of the stuff that was going on back behind the scenes and stuff like that, like how we got his release from WCW to go to uh, ECW and then to WWF.
0: Oh, he played them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Eric, Eric Bischoff has that. talked about that. Like Eric Bischoff says he knows, but everybody's kind of like, no, you didn't. He played you. You didn't even know how far he was going to take.
2: <laughs> then he, was, he, was, think,
0: he was never the same after he broke his ankle.
2: And I think that's the first one with um, Dave Meltzer. what the fuck that guy, the Meltzer, yeah. guy. Meltzer, yeah. Said it. Yeah. It's the one with the him on there. I'm like, oh, dude, they never bring this guy out? because this guy, nobody ever has anything good to say about him.
0: I'm sure, not freaking Jim Cornette, who they use religiously. But the thing, you know why they brought And I can tell you why they brought in Meltzer because I've heard this story is because Meltzer and, and Brian Pillman were, were really good friends. Yeah. And and Meltzer was one of the only people in the know that the whole loose cannon thing was a work. Like, where he tried to sell it as, as real, Meltzer knew it was like, no, this is not. But he still doesn't know if the whole intent, and I don't know if they talked about this, and I'll watch it later, but Meltzer still doesn't know, I don't think, if the whole intent was to actually get out of his contract. Like, completely so. Like, it was just some stuff, he like, with Brian, you like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know the answer to that. Like even though I knew a lot of it was a work, I don't know the answer to that, which is kind of cool. Did you hear Glenn Danzig? it on a higher note. Did you hear Glenn Danzig said that Misfits couldn't happen today?
1: Because yeah, of, because, because of, of cancel, cancel culture.
3: Oh uh, yeah. yeah.
1: No, I, I don't believe that. I believe there's a niche for that. There's so many people that are into the dark and the horror stuff that it would it it would fly through. Um, yeah, I don't It be just as underground as it was. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think he makes the mistake of thinking like it's some major. Above ground thing, and it's not.
2: You got to remember too, the Misfits were very small originally. They weren't nearly as big as they are now, or right. even where when we started listening to them twenty five years ago, they weren't as big. You know, they were like you know, probably like sell out the showcase, but they wouldn't sell out like bigger venues like say like uh, fuck, I can't even think of anything better than. But you know it, what, I'm...
1: The Bank it of was California. very much. It was very much with them. The absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. And the longer they were away, the more it was like, when they came back, it was big. Exactly. Yeah. That's going to do it for this month. No, um, thank you for listening. Anybody who needs to contact us, we're always looking for uh, music reviews, updated uh, show calendars, short films, book reviews, anything like that. You can email us at exocast at yahoo.com. We're on Instagram as exoculture. We're on Facebook as EXO Cult. We're on Twitter as EXO Cult Cast. And on TikTok as EXO Cast. You can find Extraordinary Culture Podcasts on Odyssey, Podomatic, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. You can even ask your smart home device to play the Extraordinary Culture Podcast. We'll see you next time.